Welcome to the Seek First CEO Podcast, a community for high-achieving kingdom women committed to seeking God first and keeping God first in all we do. If you believe you're called to impact the world through your gifts, then you're in the right place. Hi, friend. I'm Heather, teacher turned speaker and your host of the Seek First CEO Podcast. I'm passionate about helping ambitious, servant-hearted women find their worth in whose they are, not what they do. As a certified master neuroscience life coach, I help you connect the dots between biblical principles and brain science so you can take your thoughts captive and be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I don't do surface, so we go deep here and we talk about the stuff underneath the surface because I wanna help you get to the source of your heart set and mindset roadblocks so you can have breakthrough by aligning your heart and mind with biblical truths. If your heart's desire is to grow in your relationship with Jesus, while fearlessly fulfilling your purpose and calling, then let's open up the word together and see what the Holy Spirit has to say about living your life in flow with Him. Are you ready? Then get excited for today's episode. Welcome to the Seek for CEO podcast. This is a timely episode. I feel like we are in an Esther moment. It's happened in a few one-off conversations with some friends and some clients. It's also happened within the Seek First CEO School of Business Tree. And I wanted to bring it to the podcast as I feel it's very timely for the season that we are in. And you maybe have heard of, you know, oh, the Esther, we're, we're, we're arising Esthers. And I absolutely love the book of Esther. It's short and it's sweet and it's so full of God's goodness. And yet God is not even mentioned in the entire book. How cool is that? So I want to read to you Esther chapter four, and I want to share with you what the Lord has showed me. And if this is a word for you, I want you to receive it and I want you to apply it. And I can't wait to see the fruit that comes from it. We often hear Esther 4.14, you were made for such a time as this. And heads up, that's not what this is about. Although I do believe you were made for such a time as this. There is no coincidence why you are here on this earth at this time. Why were you not born a hundred years ago? Why were you not born a thousand years ago? Why were you not born a thousand years into the future? I don't know. Why? Well, because God has you here right now for such a time as this, but that's not what this message is about. So I'm going to read to you Esther chapter four. If you've never read the book of Esther, I encourage you to go do that. Ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you some more. Um, But I know there is someone here listening to this that has a dream on their heart and they've been holding on to this thing and they're not making, they're not taking action on it based off of not knowing all of the steps. Here's the deal. As people who sometimes don't fully trust the Lord, Uh, AKA control freaks. Sometimes we wear that as a badge of honor, but really what that shows is a lack of trust in God. Ask me how I know. And so I would say I am a recovered control freak. And sometimes I have to remember. What we wanna know is we, especially as a visionary, I'm a visionary, so I, I see the big picture and I can dream with the Lord and see the big thing. And when I stop to Think about, okay, what is it going to take me to get to there? It's like you're an A, you see Z, you see where you want to go, but to fill in the gaps from B to Y is overwhelming. It is frustrating at times. It's exhausting. It's It makes you do one of three things. You fight, you flight, or you freeze. What I find is so many people stay stuck in this confusion because they're not willing to take one step trusting the Lord and they want to take they want to know all the steps because all the steps give them a guaranteed path. 
If that is you and you've been sitting on a dream and you haven't been taking action, this message is for you. I think we're in a crucial time in our world, in in this season, God did not give you that dream to sit on it. God did not give you that God idea to think about it, to maybe even talk to your trusted friend about it anymore. It is time to take action. So let's go to Esther 4. Esther 4 says, When Mordecai learned all that had happened, he tore his clothes and put on sackcloth and ashes and went out in the midst of the city. He cried out with a loud and bitter cry. He went as far as from the king's gates, far as the front of the king's king's gates, for no one might enter the king's gate clothed with sackcloth. And in every province where the king's command and decree arrived, there was great mourning among the Jews with fasting, weeping, and wailing, and many lay in sackcloth and ashes. Back up. If you don't know the story of Esther, it is when Haman, who was evil, wanted to kill all the Jews, and he found out because Mordecai did not bow down to him, did not worship him, he convinced the king at the time to create a, a rule, right, that, that all the all the Jews were going to be murdered. And so Mordecai is weeping and he is wailing, right? There's, there's this mourning because of the sadness of what's going to happen to all of God's people. And there was great mourning among the Jews with fasting, weeping, wailing, and many lay in sackcloth and ashes. So you couldn't be in the gates of the king not wearing nice clothes, right? So sackcloth was a way that people showed they were in mourning. They were, they were sad. All of that to say, somebody is crying now. Somebody is praying for the solution that you have to bring. First and foremost, the solution you have to bring to every single person is Jesus Christ. It's Jesus. So before you get overwhelmed with what is that, I want you to simplify it and remember you have a solution for every single person you encounter. They might not become a paying client, a paying customer, a, pay, a team member, or you know somebody that's part of your financial blessings or, or your business to grow in that way. However, you have a solution to offer to everybody no matter what business you're running or trying to build and that is Jesus. But I'm going to take this a step further. There is something that the Lord has put on so many people's hearts, maybe you're one of them, that you've been holding on to out of fear. Maybe fear of the unknown, fear of the risks involved, fear of not knowing all of the steps, fear of what is your family going to think, fear is how are you even going to do this and how are you going to find the time and how are you, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There are people crying out and praying for the very solution that you bring to the world as you partner and co-labor with the Lord. Let's keep going. Verse four. So Esther's maids and eunuchs came and told her, and the queen was deeply distressed. There are things that are burdening your heart as you lay in your bed at night, as you think about the things. God has put those burdens on your heart for a reason. I just attended a retreat a few weeks ago by my friend Avery. I'm going to be airing her podcast episode here next week. You're going to love her. She's incredible. And that was one of the questions they asked us while we were there. Heather, what are the things that like burden your heart? And the thing that burdens my heart, actually once I answered that question, allowed me to reroute my calling in this season. It allowed me to like really get rid of all the extras and focus on the thing that burdens my heart. What keeps you up at night? What burdens your heart so much that you think, man, if I could just help one woman do this, it could change the trajectory for not only her life, but have a ripple effect for other people. 
you're distressed about something. And you also are the solution for that. That's why God put that burden on your heart. Don't dismiss that. So here we go. Then she sent garments to clothe Mordecai and take his sackcloth away from him. But he would not accept them. Then Esther called Hathak. I don't even know how I'm saying that right, but... Here we go. One of King's, one of the king's eunuchs, whom he had appointed to attend her, and she gave him a command concerning Mordecai to learn what and why this was. So Hathak went out to Mordecai into the city square that was in front of the king's gates, and Mordecai told him all that had happened to him and the sum of money that Haman had promised to pay into the king's treasuries to destroy the Jews. He also gave him a copy of the written decree for their destruction, which was given at Shushan, that he might show it to Esther and explain it to her, and that he might command her to go into the the king to make supplication to him and plead for before him for the people. So Hathak returned and told Esther the words of Mordecai. Then Esther spoke to Hathak and gave him a command for Mordecai. All the king's servants and the people of the king's provinces know that any man or woman who goes into the inner court to the king who has not been called, he has but one law, put all to death, except the one to whom the king holds out the golden scepter, that he may live. Yet I myself have not been called to go into the king these 30 days. So they told Mordecai Esther's words. What was Esther doing? Mordecai told her, you're the solution to the problem. Go into the king's court and, and fix this. Help fix this th for the people. And Esther said, wait a second. There are risks. There are, I'm fearful. Like, what if? You know that if I go in there and he doesn't extend the scepter, I'm going to be killed. You need to hear this. Just because God called you to this thing that's on your heart doesn't mean it's always going to feel easy or feel safe in fact anything new is is telling your brain that it's unsafe which your brain is going to want to run away from your brain is wired to keep you safe comfortable and familiar the thing that god's put on your heart probably doesn't exist i would imagine it doesn't and it doesn't exist the exact same way you're going to do it why because he wants to co-labor with you and partner with you so that you can birth this thing with him. Because you have a solution for somebody's problem. The thing that somebody's weeping and crying and fasting for, you have a solution for that. But out of fear of what might happen to you or what might happen to whatever, your finances or your reputation or whatever, you will be tempted to not do it. So what does Mordecai say to Esther? Well, Mordecai told them to answer her, do not think in your heart that you will escape in the king's palace any more than all the other Jews. For if you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place. But you and your father's house will perish. Yet who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Then Esther told them to reply to Mordecai, go gather all the Jews who are present in Shushan and fast for me, neither eat nor drink for three days, night or day. My maids and I will fast likewise, and so I will go to the king, which is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. So Mordecai went his way and did according to all that Esther commanded him. If you are not aware of the power of fasting, I want to invite you to get on the wait list to become a Seek First CEO School of Business Street member. We will be opening the doors here in the next couple of months. And one of the things we are going to talk about is what is a Seek First CEO lifestyle? Fasting is one of them. And right here we see that in Esther, but that's not what this episode is about. I want to back up to where Mordecai tells her, hey, do not think in your heart that if you don't do it, God's going to send, well, he doesn't say God, but he says, for if you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place, but you and your father's house will perish. You are sitting on something 
or I should say, if you are sitting on something, God will choose someone else. You know, there's that saying that like, what is for you is for you. Nobody can take it away kind of a thing. And I've posted that before, but the Lord really convicted me on that. What is for you is for you. But if you don't, God will find another willing vessel that says, here I am, Lord, send me. I believe we are in an Esther moment and it is not simply that you are made for such a time as this. It's a message of, and if you don't, I'll find somebody else. This has been happening in my life a few times. Some of them are kind of small, some of them kind of big. Have you ever had an idea and then you saw somebody else doing it and you're like, man, I had that idea. That idea was perhaps a God idea and he was giving you something to do. He was creating an opportunity for you to help other people, to save other people, to to help to be the answer, to be the solution for somebody else's problem. And because you didn't take action on it for whatever reason, he chose someone else. This recently happened with a podcast episode. I have the show notes sitting here and I started to record it one day and it was about idolatry. I had this whole episode planned out and I started to record it and for some reason life happened and I didn't end up recording it. And I have it on my to-do list to go back and talk about idols in our life. And a dear friend of mine about a week ago posted a podcast episode about idols. Now, is that a message I can still take to the world? Absolutely. But it was just another reminder as Heather, I put that on your heart to do it for a reason. Somebody needed to hear that. And because you didn't, I also gave it to her. You have something on your heart that God is calling you to. Don't sit on it any longer. What can you do today to take the next step? And this is where I'm going to challenge you not to focus on A to Z. Focus on B. You're at A. You know the Lord has given you this. So B, what's the next step? Action brings clarity. God is not setting you up for failure. He's setting you up for success. And so what is the next step that you can take in order to take one more step to be a solution for somebody else's problem? Oftentimes we think all about us, like, oh, what's that? You know, I don't know if I can do it and what are people going to think? And I don't think I'm qualified. And do you realize a pattern here? That means it's all about I, I, I. God gave you this thing not for you. He gave you this thing for other people. So I want to encourage you today. Stop sitting on the thing God has given you and take action because I believe with my whole heart we're in an Esther moment and it's if you don't I will pick somebody else friend I hope this blesses you and I hope this encourages you and spurs you on to continue to fulfill the calling that God has put on your life he he promises to complete what he started it's your job to start and that doesn't start with just thinking about it that starts with taking action on it And if I can be a help to you, whether that's joining the Seek First School of Businessry and allowing us to help you there, whether that's a one-on-one call or whatever, I want to help you. You can find a way to connect with me below in the show notes. And absolutely, you can find me on social media, message me on Instagram. That's where I'm hanging out these days most of the time. And if you know this message is for somebody else, please share this episode. And if you haven't already, leave a review and let us know 
what you like about the show and it would be such a blessing for you to share this with other people. Can we pray? Father, we thank you. We thank you for who you are. God, we thank you for giving us desires in our hearts, burdens, burdens that also burden you, God. You have selected each individual person for such a time as this with a specific purpose and a specific message and a specific solution. God, all of our purpose is to glorify and honor you. So Lord, can we not stop sitting on the thing that you've given us so that we can take this thing into action, that we don't sit on it any longer, that we can glorify you and honor you and worship you with our work. God, I pray the woman that's listening to this, that this is stirring in her spirit. Lord, you give her a mind of Christ as that is what you said you have given us, the mind of Christ, and that she is empowered by the Holy Spirit to have power to go forward knowing that she is loved and she is called to love and a sound mind in self-discipline. Lord, that is what we get through you and through your Holy Spirit. So God, we thank you. I thank you for the things that you were birthing in my sisters in this season. I thank you for the solutions that they bring to the table for the people who need it. Lord, I pray blessings over her, both here on earth and in heaven, that she is going to be courageous and take action on this thing. Lord, this is all for you. We give you all the glory, all the honor, all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen.